This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you are new to podcasting and you want to try how it works for free, check out Anchor. It is the easiest way to create a podcast. Anchor helps you create and edit your episodes. They have user-friendly tools in creating a professionally sounding and looking podcast. Also, Anchor will host your channel online and distribute it to your favorite platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Radify Wellness. I am your host, counselor, Angel Anyag. Every week, I will be sharing psychoeducational content that would help you in your journey of keeping a healthier well-being. This is our way of making mental health services affordable, accessible, and available to more people. For this week's episode, we will be talking about It all starts with self-care the foundation of a positive mental health. Hello guys, I hope that you enjoyed and learned something from the previous episode. If you have comments or questions that you would like me to answer, I would be glad to receive them by sending me a message in my social media accounts at Radify Wellness on Instagram, at Angel Anyag on Facebook, and at Angelito Anyag RGC on LinkedIn. Now, get ready for a new episode. The World Health Organization describes self-care as something that encompasses physical hygiene, nutrition, and lifestyle. In fact, they further expanded it and included the influence of our living conditions, income level, cultural beliefs, social habits, and even our ability to self-medicate. It is WHO as well who introduced the pyramid model of mental health services wherein at the very foundation of the pyramid is self-care. This only shows that before we seek services available in our community, the help that we need is actually within our reach. For this episode, we will highlight how self-care relies on our own hands, meaning it is the individual person who acts to preserve health through self-care. These are the tips to start your self-care practice. Tip number one, take care of yourself. Before we get to the specific self-care tips, let me just share with you first how we can start and make sure that we can keep self-care as a habit and a regular part of our system. The very first step is to decide and be mindful that you will take care of yourself. The kind of activities varies from one person to another, but one thing that is common is the intention. They say that in order for us to form a specific habit, we have to consistently do it for 21 straight days. In a paper of Benjamin Garner, he discussed how habits, which he defined as actions that are triggered automatically in response to contextual cues that have been associated with a performance. According to him, more than identifying a behavior and consistently doing it for several days, we had also had to choose a context where we will do the behavior. Example, you choose meditation as a self-care activity. This is the habit that you would like to work on and you plan to do for several days to make it as a habit. To make it more effective, you can do it every night before going to bed. And this is the context. So meaning, every time you go to bed and before you closing your eyes to sleep, you will do your meditation practice first. According to Garner's paper, this kind of approach will make your habit persist over time with minimal effort or deliberation. It is like our habit of putting on a seatbelt when we ride a car. 
So your decision to start taking care more of yourself can be strengthened if you develop self-care habits that you will do consistently in a specific moment. Tip number two, discover your personal self-care routine. The basic ones may be similar to all of us, like nutrition, rest, and movement. However, we have to discover what would work for us, and this is my second point. Discover our personal self-care routine. Step back and check what source of nutrition fuels your body and makes your senses alive. How much sleep your body needs to feel energized. What physical activities keep you strong and active. We have to remember that our health is personal and it will differ from each person. A couple of years ago, self-care was associated with luxurious ways such as going to the spa for a massage, having your hair done, and going on vacation. Those are some effective ways of taking care of ourselves. But recently, we realized that self-care should not be expensive and there are actually many ways that do not cost at all. The tip-off is that that activity brings you joy. Tip number three, make room for yourself. Give yourself permission to take the time you need for yourself. It may be as simple as stop, breathe, and reflect, or enjoying your morning coffee, taking a refreshing bath, or while watering your plants. Make a room for yourself, and whatever that room would look like, it is about creating a space inside you which you connect to yourself. Let yourself become attuned to your own thoughts and feelings. And when you do, just absorb the clarity that comes during this moment of stillness. Welcome the perspective and wisdom you may gain that basically represent your truth. Now, let us take a look how we can specifically take care of the different aspects of ourselves. Thank you to Podmetrics. Take full control on how you can earn from your podcast regardless of the size of your listeners. You can check it out at podmetrics.co. And it would be nice if you will use my referral code, RADIFYWELLNESS. That is capital R-A-D, small caps, I-F-Y, wellness, no space. And if you do, that's a simple way of showing support to me and this advocacy. Our physical well-being. We have to be mindful that our body is the vehicle that carries us through life and when we compromise our body, we put ourselves in a situation that is difficult to do the things that we had to do. If you can still remember the time that you cannot get up out of your bed because you had high fever, because you spent too many nights working or studying late and you skipped meals and this weakened your immune system. If you can recall a day, you can also recall that it was a day that you just spent hours and days on the bed recuperating, doing nothing. You failed to go to work or school. You failed to spend quality time with your family, friends, and loved ones. You failed to do the responsibilities that you had to do, whatever that would be. And that is because we neglected our primary physical needs. In taking care of our physical needs, we can start looking at the different aspects of our physical well-being. Our sleep, the duration and its quality, our diet, the nutrition we're taking in our body, our physical activities. It could be anything that entails movement that help us become stronger. The medication that we had to take if we are prescribed to, 
the rest and relaxation time we allot outside our sleep or bedtime, the monitoring that we do on our general physical health, like seeing our doctors for checkups, and our physical hygiene, like bathing, brushing our teeth, washing of hands, cleanliness and neatness of our clothes we wear in our surrounding. Our mental and emotional well-being. Awareness and management and expression are the key ways in having a healthy emotional well-being. Our emotional well-being is very much connected to our mental health. Hence, taking care of our mental health would affect how healthy our emotions will be. In cognitive behavior therapy, our behavior is a reflection of our thoughts and feelings. Whatever the content of our thought processes affects how we feel and are manifested in our actions or behaviors. Have you experienced feeling so excited going to a nice place you've been wanting? Have you experienced feeling so excited going to a nice place you've been wanting to visit again or seeing your best friend after not meeting her for a while? You have already imagined how beautiful the place is or how fun it would be like spending time with your best friend again in your favorite hangout place. And because of that excitement, you will notice that you are excitedly preparing for that visit or meetup. That example shows the connection of our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. In taking care of our mental health, we may start, number one, being mindful of our self-talk. How we describe and converse with ourselves. Are these description statements encouragement and affirmations? Or are these too critical, demanding, or harsh? Number two, living in the present. Are we too preoccupied on what will happen in the future or too consumed of what happened in the past? Or do we enjoy moment by moment of what we experience by living in the present? And lastly, engaging the activities that stimulate our mind. Do you have activities you do to help your mind alert, focus, and sharp? As human beings, we tend to feel a lot of emotions and we will always be experiencing both positive and negative ones. Regardless of what kind of emotions these are, what would be helpful in nourishing healthy emotional well-being is to learn, number one, awareness. Can we label the emotions that we feel and identify what is the source of this emotion? Number two, management. Can we regulate our emotions that it would not consume us or get overwhelmed by it? And lastly, expression. Can we let our emotions out safely, either with another person or by ourselves? Our social well-being. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your best friend? If we will go back to the hierarchy of needs of Abraham Maslow, our needs for relatedness and belongingness is on the third of the pyramid. We all are social beings, whether you are an extrovert, an introvert, or a combination. We all need to socialize and develop connection with others. Several researches had also shown how developing social connectedness benefit our overall health. Aside from the most obvious benefit, such as having several social circles provide support system, which highlights the heaviness of life stresses, studies had shown that having a healthy social life results in healthier immune system, endocrine system, and cardiovascular functioning because connectedness helps in reducing the level of stress and anxiety that we experience. We all tend to lose contact with our friends and family because of the daily hustle that we need to deal with. However, 
we may start being intentional about developing, reconnecting, or nurturing our relationships. You may start reflecting the amount of time you allot in connecting with people. How often do you visit or call your parents who are living in your hometown? Who are your friends whom you think you can drop a text or a chat message? Answering these questions would somehow give you a picture of the quality and quantity of your present social relationships. You can also start building new ones like putting yourself out there and start meeting and building new relationships by joining activities, advocacies, and certain groups and causes that interest you. And lastly, our spiritual well-being. I can say that spirituality is one of the most common needs that was taken for granted or misinterpreted. Being spiritual is different from being religious. The latter may help in developing and nurturing our spiritual needs by being rooted in our religious beliefs and practices. But it is not the only route to develop our spirituality. Though there are a lot of religions, beliefs, and practices around the world, but one thing that make these common or similar is the value these practices and beliefs give beyond the physical. That there is something that is existing that helps our being and fills a certain void in us that is not physical or material. There are a lot of researches that had shown that religion and spirituality benefit people in various ways, such as coping with life's stressful events and enhance positive feelings such as feeling hopeful and calm amidst difficult life situations. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you may start evaluating yourself. How do you nurture your connectedness to a higher being? What are the beliefs and practices that resonate to you as a spiritual being? How does your spiritual knowledge make you grow, love, and accept yourself as who you are? How does your own spiritual growth help other people? In this episode, we learned that self-care is one effective way in keeping a healthy well-being. And this can be possible by discovering what works for you. And once you identify some, be intentional in doing them. Make sure that you will make room for yourself as well, and by including a context according to Benjamin Gardner, you will have a better chance of consistently doing them. Also, this episode taught us that self-care should not only focus on one aspect of ourself, but paying attention to all, which include our physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being. In the next episode, we will learn how to keep a positive mental health by being productive and fruitful. And that's it for today's episode of Radify Wellness on the Mental Health Series. Thank you so much for listening, but we can continue our conversation in social media. You can send me your questions or topic suggestions or just let me know anything that's going in your life. You can also find me on Instagram at Radify Wellness, on Facebook at Angel Anyag, and on LinkedIn at Angelito Anyag RGC. Radify Wellness is strictly for information purposes and is not a substitute for other mental health services from a professional. If you feel you need to talk to one, you may check the helplines on my bio to receive appropriate care. Remember, mental health requires specific and certain amount of intention and action. It does not need to be expensive and daunting. And that is why this podcast was created. We would like to be with you as you learn and attain a healthier mental state. Thank you again for joining me and see you next week. This is Ratify Wellness, bringing mental health services closer to you.